The following audio is from the Grove Church. To find out more about our church or to check out previous messages, go to our website at grove.church. That was back when my five o'clock shadow used to be uh, brown, I guess. Uh, and now it's not, so I don't grow a beard anymore. Um, hey, we are jumping into uh, another part of our legacy series, and today we're going to talk about marriage. So uh, get out your notepads. And again, this isn't just if you're married, if you're thinking about marriage, been married, just some pointers you're going to hear today. I'm excited about that. Um, and I am not speaking today. We have a guest couple with us. I know I mentioned Doug and Tasha from Ethiopia earlier, um, but we have another couple that I want to take a few moments and talk about because um, we're part of the Northwest Ministry Network of the of God. And what I love is we have an accountability structure and relationship with, with individuals uh, kind of higher up in, in executive offices. And Dave Cole and Debbie Cole have served in that office for 20 years as assistant superintendents. They've been connected to our church in various ways, and they're going to talk a bit about that. But I want to take a few moments today and honor them because the support they've provided over the years, the wisdom they've given, not just to our church, but literally churches all over Washington, northern Idaho, and really around the country. Um, uh, Dave has written a bunch of different books. His passion has been out focused and um, I'm really excited to have them speak and part of the passion for having them speak today is because for Heather and I they've been a marriage that we look at and go we want to emulate that we appreciate the health that they have in marriage for gosh is it 43 44 years now 44 years now and so I thought it would be amazing to have them not only speak about marriage but come today and we want to honor them for all of their years in ministry they started out in youth ministry in Vancouver they spent 20 years pastoring in Wenatchee and then have been at the network for the last 20 years. That's winding down as the year ends. And we just wanna take some time to honor you. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for your hearts. Um, another part of, of what they're passionate about, and I mentioned this a few moments ago, is their want to be outward focused. And you'll hear a little bit about that here in a few moments, but part of their passion for outward focus was they decided it would be amazing to have a prolific musical career. And um, how many of you guys have heard of Sonny and Cher before? Um, <laughs> Yeah, and so what they thought was, just like I mentioned a few weeks ago, uh, th th there used to be this kind of music thing at Christian bookstores where they'd be like, if you like this band, then you'll love, and it would be some Christian band. And so um, what they did was they kind of went along with that and thought, you know, if people like Sonny and Cher, then maybe they'll love, and they basically copied the exact same album cover and, and went with this, which I thought was pretty amazing. Um, literally, the original was The Wondrous World of Sonny and Cher, and instead it's Dave and Debbie. So they traveled and sung and all that stuff. That's a joke, by the way. This is just a joke, just so, you know, so. But anyway, um, why don't you give them a hand as they come up here? And again, thank you guys for being here to talk about marriage. Yes, we have a gift to give you as well. Another one. This is a separate gift basket than the last gathering. So Merry Christmas Whoa. gifts. It's not three dozen flowers, though, so. Thank you. Whoa, thank you so much. Another gift basket. This is fun. Um, and another dog toy in here. <laughs> yes, um, we decided after 18 years of not having pets to get a dog. Don't do it. <laughs> I just want you to know, because um, we talked about this. Dave and I came from the same. Our parents were both pastors. We were raised a lot alike. We had no disagreements when we got married. We had a great time. And then we had kids. 
And really, I'm not kidding. That's when we struggled because we found out we're very different in wanting to raise our kids. And so we worked through that. We have a healthy marriage. We're doing good. And then I don't know what we were thinking. We got a dog. And uh, yeah, so we're starting all over. We're starting over again because God wants us to continue to grow in our marriage. So um, I just want to thank Nick and Heather for inviting us to be here. We are so excited to be here and to speak on the legacy of marriage. We love this church. This church, the Grove Church, has been a part of our lives for a long time. Now, we may not have been here. You may not have seen us. We're like, well, how do we know? For years, we would be over in Wenatchee at our church, and on a Sunday, I would call my parents, I'd call my brothers, and they go, well, at the church, and then it was Marysville First Assembly, because my parents attended this church, my brothers both have been on staff here at the church, Tim and Tom Westerfield, I'm a Westerfield, Um, yeah, someone goes, oh, Um, so I've been connected just through my family for years and years. This is an amazing church. It just gets better and better. And we appreciate Nick and Heather so much. Their leadership here is amazing. So we are so excited to be here. And I probably should mention really important people that attend your church now. Is my grandchildren. (laughs) And their parents, Ryan and Adrian Laufer. So, um, but we just love this church. And it's really... um, It's been a blessing to my family over the years, and I just pray that that you too will find that community here and be blessed. But I want to let you know, I even was in a wedding here many years ago, and I wanted to show you this picture. That's me, the tall one. I was in a wedding, I know, in a gingham dress. You can't see it. It's so grainy because it was 55 years ago, I think. I don't know. But look at that little girl. Isn't she cute, the flower girl? Do you know who that is? It's Heather. Heather and I were in a wedding. We have matching dresses. We can't wear them now, but we have matching dresses. Isn't that weird? Heather found that picture. I had no idea that who she was and that she was in a wedding with me. That just tells you how long our legacy has been here at this church. Isn't God good? Also, my husband, when he married me, kind of moved into this legacy. And as we were pastoring a small church and needed money, the pastor at the time, Ron Masters, asked Dave to come and paint the church. He and felt so sorry for me. He felt sorry for you. He wanted to help us out. So Dave painted this whole church. Yeah, many years. You tore half of it down. It's okay, though. But um, <laughs> Thanks, Pastor Nick. <laughs> but I just want to say the legacy of this church has been in my family, and we are praying, and we are Love this church, and the legacy will continue for you and your children and grandchildren. This is a great place. This is a great community. If you're new, jump in. This is a great place to be. But we're here to encourage you in the legacy of marriage. So I have a couple quotes I want to start you with. This is a quote when I got married that I think Dave handed it to me, but I've heard it years and years. And I'm not sure if I totally... A good friend just told me that the key to a successful marriage was to argue naked. It works. No. I just want to say, this is a man quote. No woman would ever say this. Oh, let's get naked while we argue. No. No, that is not a woman's quote. I just want you to know, setting it straight here. Here is a woman's quote for you. This is what we would say. Your wife is less likely to argue with you if you're cleaning. Woo! Thank you! You get in there and start vacuuming, there'll be no more arguments at your home, Okay. That works, too, but it's a lot more work. It's a lot more work. 
but we just want to encourage you today in your legacy of marriage, what will you leave behind? You know, Debbie and I choose to leave a legacy of a healthy marriage. There's a lot of marriages today, but you don't see a whole lot of healthy marriages. And it seems like Satan is just wanting to destroy the family unit. And so what can we do as believers in Christ to stop that trend and begin a legacy? Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're here and you're single, I just want to encourage you, you're complete being single. And uh, my first point of six to have a healthy marriage is to love Christ. And really, when you love Christ and you've invited Christ into your life, you're complete. And, uh, you know, you are your own person and you'll continue to be your own person. If you do get married, continue to be your own person and have that identity in Christ. Debbie and I are very unique, but the one thing we have in common is we desire to love Christ. Uh, And we realize that we need to have this right relationship uh, before there can be any other healthy relationship. If I don't have a healthy relationship with Christ, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to have a healthy relationship with this gal right here. This gal. And... uh, I uh, say that because uh, one of the things I told her when we first started dating is uh, before you're my wife, you're my sister in Christ. That's right. And I'm going to treat you that way. And I need to ask the question, am I loving Christ out of duty, out of obligation, or am I loving Christ out of a true passion to thank him for saving me and for giving me eternal life, for giving me a blessed life here on earth and where I can just live with that passion in serving him. You know, if you, if you try uh, to serve Jesus by loving him out of duty, you're never going to have great relationships because your great relationships in life are going to hinge on how you love Jesus Christ. If you love him out of gratefulness and passion, your relationship with him is going to flourish. It's going to grow, and your relationship with others are going to grow. 1 John 4, 9, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and his only son into the world that we might live through him. You know that God is basically inviting us all into a life of relationships. First of all, a relationship with him. The great commandment that Jesus left us is this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. And this is the first and the greatest commandment. It's an invitation to a relationship. And so many people think that Being a Christian is just joining a bunch of rules of do's and don'ts. And it's so far from what God really intended. He intended that uh, we start a relationship with him 
through Jesus Christ. And then the second commandment that Jesus left in that great commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. And he says all the law and the prophets, all the do's and don'ts, and everything that the prophets have said hinge on those two commandments. And so Debbie and I have agreed we're going to work on those two commandments. If we do that, yeah. we're, going to, we're going to be blessed. We're going to have a blessed marriage. And we're also going to have a blessed eternity. And we're going to leave a legacy behind. So secondly, uh, it's important to be healthy. Mm-hmm. To be healthy as an individual. The greatest gift that I can give Debbie is a healthy me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be anybody else, but I can be a good me. And I can also be a better me. And all too often, married couples enter marriage with a ton of baggage. If, if I don't work on my own baggage, then Debbie's going to have to carry my luggage. And I saw a great illustration at an airport recently, and Debbie was with me. We observed a wife with three small children. They're carrying a backpack, and she's pushing the luggage cart with all these bags stacked up. You could hardly see her uh, over the bags. And uh, she's got a backpack on. She's trying to keep the kids in a single file going through the airport while her husband is 10 feet in front of her. And the only thing that he's holding is a boarding pass. And I'm like... All the women in here are going... "Mm." At I least. think it was a missionary couple. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it wasn't Doug and Tess. No, no, never. At least he could have carried his own baggage. Yeah. yeah. Right? I think that's a good illustration that we need to make sure we handle our own baggage. Baggage in life might include past hurts, anger. Anger's a big one for guys. Broken relationships, abuse, or even unrealistic expectations. And we need to work on becoming healthy so we don't carry these into our marriage. When the honeymoon is but a memory and little feet have joined and you've got a bunch of children in your bed. And a dog or two. And a dog. Healthy parents can be a great gift and a great blessing. So self-care and awareness about ourselves really needs to be a lifelong journey. We've been married 44 years, and uh, we want to continue to grow in our relationship together. Les Parrott said this, if you try to build relationships before you've done the difficult working of getting healthy on your own, all of your relationships become an attempt to complete yourself, and they will fall flat. So healthy relationships require personal care. It takes work. And it's good to have a periodic health checkup. Uh, Guys, we're all supposed to go to the doctor once a year and get a health checkup. And it's the same way in our marriage. How often are we taking a periodic checkup on our marriage? I can't believe talking, uh, you know, as a pastor to many guys who come to me uh, their, their marriage is a wreck, and they're blown away. Like, I never saw this coming. And I'm like, really? <laughs> you never saw this coming? 
and your wife finally says, I don't love you, and I'm tired of you, and I'm gone, it's, it, it's, it can happen unless we're attending to ourselves and getting checked up once in a while. So uh, I'm a part of a, of a Zoom group of uh, businessmen, and we've been together for about four years. It's a small group, but it's, it's on Zoom. And uh, every other week, I have to give an, a, an account of how my marriage is doing from zero to 10. Now, when we started out, my life coach would say, okay, in front of everybody, how's your marriage, Dave? Oh, man, it's a nine. You now, would probably say it's a 10. And, it's good. And being the good life coach he is, he would go, now, is that your score or is that Debbie's? <laughs> so he said, before you come to this group, you need to ask your wife what your score is. Dude, I can't believe <laughs> how low my score was. <laughs> And you know, it's kind of humbling in front of a bunch of guys, how's your marriage? Well, this week I'm actually, I'm like a three. You're like a three? What'd you do? I don't want to go into it. I think it was really good, though. The first time he asked me that, I go, why are you asking me this? And he goes, well, and I go, why are you asking me this? He goes, I have to report to my group. And I'm like, oh, this so, is a really good place for me to be. But so I'm going to stick out on a limb right now, and I'm just going <laughs> to give her an opportunity, okay? We'll Some see of the men I've, in here, you're dying right I've now. You're, you're going, don't ever make me do this. And then, uh, wives, I want you to be thinking of the number for your husband, okay? So how am I doing, honey? Well, you know what? Really, you are a 10 today because... Whoa. Yeah. Well, but number one, let me tell you, he didn't sit out in the car with the motor on waiting for me to, this morning. You know, he always he's always ahead oh, of time, I'm and I'm always running that. late. He was so calm this morning, and probably because he knew we were speaking and he didn't want us to be sad. But... Um, <laughs> I don't want to be a two today. But he was really, and there's one thing my husband does every morning, just to make sure he at least is on the five. He make, brings me a latte every morning. He makes it himself. He knows my love language. So um, I just want to say, no, you're a 10, but this is a really good checkup. And it needs to go the other way, too. I need to ask him, how am I doing in our marriage? It's not just, you know, sometimes we always blame the men. Like, they're not coming up to par. Come on, man. Because we women are reading those books about marriage, but we need to make sure that we too are working on our part of the marriage. So what would you rate me right now? Oh, this is like open up a can of worms. Wow, put me on the spot. And I, you can be honest because I'm good. <laughs> I'm just, I, today you're I'm complete. good. Yeah, you're I'm complete. not, you know, today yeah. I'm up here, hon, baby, so say whatever you like. No, you're, you're definitely a 10. Oh, good. That made me feel You're the one who right. reads all the books. I do, I do. Books. Oh, my word. And listen and listen to them. Yeah. Yeah. And she takes notes, and then I get the notes translated later on. And I leave the marriage books by the toilet. <laughs> just to help you women out, if you read the book, just leave it by the toilet, because maybe he'll pick it up. It's all good. So uh, I, I want to... I want, I want to challenge you wives, don't be given the number to your husband right now, like, you know. Let him work on it for a day. Wait till later, do that later, okay? 
and, and you can have that discussion. So I developed a, uh, an, a health assessment, okay? Because guys don't read books, and so I'm going to give it to you guys. Guys don't take notes either. So ladies, get your pen and paper out, okay? Or get your smartphone out. Take these real quick. Number one, in my relationship with Debbie, do I affirm more than criticize? Number two, and we can get these to Pastor Nick later, so you can just ask him for them. I'm sure Heather will appreciate it. Number two, am I safe? Can I listen without judging? You know, I'm a three on the Enneagram, so I have all the answers before she's even done with the first sentence. Number three, does she feel heard and seen and understood? Number four, does she feel loved and valued? Number five, do I really know her love language? The answer to that is uh, still working on that one. We had a little discussion. He got me roses again. Why do men do that? They cost money and they die. I want 77 bucks. I know, I thought, and I'm wow. like, what were you thinking? So anyways, um, we are still working on him fully understanding my love language. But last night, he got on Amazon without me saying anything, and he ordered patio lights. I have been wanting these forever. And I'm like, babes, that was so easy. A click of the finger, and I'm here for you, babes. Woo-hoo! So, you know, it's a journey. It's a journey. Home and Depot, I just, come on. I just want you to know, for 44 years, don't ever think you've arrived. Continue to work on your marriage. Give each other grace. And just know that, you know, the, we're going to catch on and we're going to get this together. Yeah, so part of our love language is me painting the interior of our house. So I've decided to do it in stages and, like, stretch it out for, like, five years. <laughs> So uh, this winter, I'm going to do another environment. I'm going to do a bedroom, a guest bedroom for her, and then maybe next year I'll do another. We'll see. Hey, here's a scripture for you. When we're healthy, we treat others healthy. Ephesians 5.28, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. And us guys, we just look at our tummies. We love our bodies. We who, he who loves his wife loves himself. So take care of yourself. Go ahead, Debbie. And so the third tip that we have for a healthy marriage, and it's come from me, is stalk your spouse. In a good way. Stalk your spouse. Not like in those mystery movie ways. But stalk your spouse. Make sure your spouse is your number one study. You need to be continually learning about your spouse. We are not who we were when we got married 44 years ago. We have grown, we have developed in good ways and bad, but we are not who we are. And I think the longer you're married, you can tend to think, well, I know him. I think I know him better than he knows him, you know? But that's not truth. We need to continually be learning about each other. And one way that Dave and I do that is we ask each other a lot of questions. We both took coaching classes, and that has been a huge plus for our marriage because we've learned to not assume what each one is thinking, but we ask questions. And one question, two questions that we each ask, ask each other a lot is this. What drained you last week? What drained you? Like, you look back on last week and go, oh, my word. And then secondly, what gave you life last week? You may be astonished at what your spouse tells you, 
we've had so many amazing dialogues about, really, Wani, I thought you loved that. And he's like, no. Or he's looking at me like, well, you acted happy. I'm a seven on the Enneagram. I'll make anything happy. I will spin it to make it happy, okay? I break my toe. I'm happy because I get to go to the hospital and they gave me copy. I will make it happy. But if you really want to know if I'm happy, ask me and I'll let you know. Not happy, but what made me happy last week? I'll let my patio lights. I can't wait. They come in today. I'm going to make him put them up tonight. But I, that made me happy. But I encourage you, ask each other questions. Don't just assume that you know your, your spouse, but really study them. Learn about them. You know, there are so many resources available for marriage. If you're struggling, I'm just encouraging you, get some help. There's seminars you can go to. There's the books like I read. I can give you a list. Um, there are just conferences you can go to, counselors. I want to encourage you. I'm just going to say this. If you need to go to marriage counselor, take the step and do it. That does not mean your marriage is broken, and it does not mean you're, you're weak, and it does not mean you're broken. It means that you value your marriage, and you're saying, we're not figuring this out, and we need some help, and we're going to go get Christian counseling. Get it. Do whatever you need to do to be healthy. Your marriage is sacred. Your marriage is the most important legacy that you're going to leave to your children and your grandchildren. And if you're here and you've struggled and maybe you're divorced, don't look at the past. Look at the future. What does God have for you moving forward? And you can build that legacy now for your children and grandchildren. Move here on. Don't live in the shame of the past, but live in who Christ is in your future. Because what we leave our grandkids and how they remember Papa and Nana, that means a lot to us. And if our marriage is healthy, that speaks life into them. It's a safe place for them. If they go to our house and we're always arguing, upset each other, it's not a safe place. But if they go and it's the fun place, and it is, that speaks health to them. Also, I want to encourage you. There's a quote I had. Because sometimes there's going to be conflicts. There's going to be disagreements. There's going to be times where you have to work through things. Conflict's not bad because it helps you to grow and to learn about each other. But there's a quote, and I'm going to have them put it up. It says, in every disagreement in marriage, remember the one important truth. My spouse is my partner and not my enemy. We will either win together or we'll lose. This isn't a fight about who's better. This is about our marriage and making it the best that we can make it. Number four, I want to encourage you, make sure in your marriage that you break for joy. Enjoy your marriage. Do something together that you both enjoy. Dave loves to hunt and fish. I don't. I like to shop. Dave doesn't. What are we going to do together? My kids left home and I'm like, oh my word, we have nothing in common. And then Harley Davidson's came into our lives. <laughs> I love, I never, I am a fearful person as far as that kind of stuff. I never thought I would love it. I love Harley Davidson so much that I went and got my own license and I ride my own. That is so not me. I just, who is this person? But I want you to know it is the greatest thing we do together. We love riding together and only the two of us can be on the bike so the kids and grandkids have to stay home. We have laughed. We have had, and the dog. We have done so many things. God gave us a gift of something that we love doing together. Find what you like to do together. Find something where you laugh and enjoy life together. And then I want to encourage you, create a village. 
Number five, create a village. Don't do your marriage alone. You need people around you that are encouraging you. Find other couples that have the same goals and get together and be a village. Do childcare for one another. Find those. Find a couple, an older couple. If you see an older couple, okay, we're old. I don't think we're old, but we are. If you saw us kissing out there, you should be running and going, will you counsel us? Will you um, have lunch with us? You see people in this church and you see an older couple that have great marriage, ask them to coffee. Ask them what they've done to make their marriage be where it's at today. Get that from other people. Be encouraged and create a village. Because your marriage will only be as strong as all those people that you put around you to help you to grow strong. And being in church this Sunday, you're doing the right thing. This is your community. This is your village. Find people here that will help you to grow in your marriage. It takes some work sometimes to create a village. And sometimes, especially if we're hurting in our marriage, we want to just step back but I encourage you to step out. Be that person, and I remember this, and I'm gonna share. Tasha and Myers and I have been friends forever. But I remember as a young pastor's wife, I was praying with her at the altar, and they were going on the field for the first time. And I remember she looked at me, she goes, I think Doug married the wrong person. Do you remember that? And I'm like, oh, this is not good. They're going on the mission field. She looked at me and she said, will you mentor me in marriage? And will you mentor me in my family? We've been mentoring now for all these years, monthly phone calls. But you know what she did? She didn't stay in her pain and say, I'm scared. She reached out and said, we need some help. I personally need help just to be mentored by someone. Reach out. There are people, there's old people like us. We would love to give you our advice. Reach out. Reach out to someone that you see has a healthy marriage. You want me to continue on the outward focus? Okay, I'm just going to finish with this. Dave and I both believe being outward focused is the main part of our life. That God has called us not just to love him, but to love those around him. And the, our marriage, our marriage speaks to those around us. In our neighborhoods, in our churches, in our communities. What do your neighbors hear from your home? I laugh. They probably hear us yelling at the dog right now. But, you know, we'll get over that. We want to leave the legacy of a healthy marriage to our neighbors. Our, we had a sad thing happen five years ago in our neighborhood. A man, and we're in Duval. No one, there's no crime in Duval. But a man and his wife were fighting, and he killed her and killed himself. And Dave and I walked past that house, and we said, that should not have happened in our community. We need to be praying over every house in our community, and we need God to help us be a light into our community, that these marriages in our community, without them even knowing it, we're praying over them, and we're praying that they'll find Jesus, and they can move forward in their marriage. And we've just begun trying to love on our neighbors. Now, what does that mean? Dave takes his little leaf blower, and he does the cul-de-sac, and everybody around us. It means Dave goes and hands out fresh salmon to all of our neighbors. We just try to be there and encourage in whatever way we can. Picking up their mail if they're gone. Just reaching out and making a relationship so someday, someday maybe they'll ask us, who is Christ in your life? And we can help lead them to that relationship. The other day, my friend, my neighbor said to me, I love hearing your grandkids leave your house. And I'm like, what? She goes, I hear them yell as they're driving away with the windows down. We love you, Nana. 
love you, Papa, more than chocolate ice cream. And Dave will yell back, I love you more than black licorice. We have these things. And I thought, I would always go, we shouldn't do this. We're waking up our neighbors. No, my neighbor hears that, and what does she see? She sees a legacy of a healthy marriage. She sees a healthy family. She lives near us, and all of her family lives overseas. But she's seeing us and watching us, and she's pregnant now with her first baby. We want to be outward focused. We don't want to just be the happy couple and life is good. We want to make sure that we are reaching out into our community and to our neighborhoods to show that a healthy marriage is important. So my husband's going to pray over you and over the marriages here. And we just want you to be encouraged to leave the legacy of a healthy marriage. You know, I, I think this is really the best way uh, for a couple to be outward focused is... Uh, just to let Christ use you in, in your own unique abilities and your talents and who you are, your passions, and just be praying and asking the Lord, what is it that I have to give? What is it that I can do for my, my neighbors to show them that I love God and I love them and I want them to be blessed? So let me pray if everybody would stand and I want to pray for you as husband and wife. So if you'll take your spouse's hand, if possible, and uh, let me pray. Jesus, I just thank you right now for Grove Church and for the years and years and years of role models and mentors. I, my mind is just racing of so many that I know from the Grove Church that have been great mentors to Debbie and I, just to be steadfast, to be in love, to, to be people of joy, to have that passion, to be outward focused. And I pray, Lord, that we can continue that legacy. And there's some here that have started Grove Church just real recently and maybe they're the first ones to find you and have that relationship with you lord this is an opportunity for them to start the legacy for their kids their grandchildren their grandchildren's children and lord that you'll continue to make grove church a strong and powerful force in this community of marriages that are strong and united and in love we thank you for that Thank you, Jesus, for the difference you make in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Grove Church Message Podcast. To keep up to date with us, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, or check us out at our website, grove.church.